Welcome to 10 Minutes, the Breakout Investor Podcast. Today's topic is Tech Precision, ticker TPCS. Joining me today to discuss the company is Mark Gomes. But first, a disclaimer, no one on this call is an investment advisor and no one is providing investment advice. This podcast is for information purposes only. Before investing in any company stock, you must do your own research. Supporting materials for today's discussion will be posted on the Breakout Investors Discussion app, which can be accessed via your browser at app.breakoutinvestors.com, or you can download the mobile app by visiting the Apple or Android App Store. The application, much of the research content is free. Now to our topic, Tech Precision, ticker TPCS. Mark, we last spoke about this company on July 16th. That was in our inaugural Top Picks podcast with Mark Gomes. Since this is the first time TPS is being featured on the 10-minute podcast, could you start by telling us a little bit about the company and why breakout investors should be interested? Sure. Um, and for starters, uh, you know, TPCS acts in the defense industry as a manufacturer of parts, uh, mainly for submarines and helicopters um, as their biggest opportunity. Now, you know, I don't blame you if your gut reaction is to tune out when you hear that because uh, it sounds unsexy. Uh, and I won't blame you because uh, the last time defense stocks were sexy was the Cold War, which ended about 30 years ago. Right. However, as most people know, tensions between China, Russia and the United States have been reescalating in recent years. So, you know, uh, and this comes at a time when federal spending is starting to take on a greater proportion of GDP. Right. So if you combine those two things, it's actually easy to understand why defense stocks have started to get hot again. Uh, in fact, uh, if you look at global military spending in 2020, that broke a 30 plus year old record, you know, uh, taking out the 1988 highs. And along those lines, defense stocks have started to greatly outperform the market. Um, and that's nothing new, by the way, uh, even though defense stocks you know, seem unsexy over the past 20 years, defense has outperformed the S&P by over 120 percent. So but, uh, um, TPCS is not a new name to you. There must be some reason it's of particular interest even before the uh, defense stocks started taking off. Definitely. Well, you know, um, well, what's happening now and now? Obviously, the, the reason I liked the stock is that I saw some of these things coming down the pipe. I tend to, you know, I like to be early to these names. You can get them at a cheap price back in July. You know, it was in the, the low to mid ones. And now it's, you know, creeping up around two. So, um, you know, obviously just getting started from my standpoint. And the, and the reason to answer your question is that massive government orders have started rolling in to the uh, major general contractors. And that is now filtering down to tech precision. So, you know, to bury the lead uh, in the recent earnings announcement that they just came out with this week, right? They quietly announced it wasn't in the press release. You have to be on the earnings call to find out that $13 million in new orders have rolled in to tech precision since October 1st. Now to put that in perspective, tech precision only did 15 million in revenue all last year. What do you think the orders are for, Mark? Uh, it's a combination of the, the helicopters and the submarines. So you know, we can actually break this down, okay? So, um, and by the way, that 13 million in new orders over the course of a couple of months, that amounts to a $70 million run rate versus their $15 million norm, right? 
Uh, and, and I'm going to get into why that's not an absurd number, right? So you've got um, big ordering going on for submarines and helicopters, right? When you look at the orders that are coming in from the government for helicopters and submarines, that really breaks down into two units at Tech Precision. There's the Raynor division, and that's the division focused on the submarines. And then there's the recently acquired STADCO unit, right? And, and one thing that's important to note there is that STADCO has the ability to actually be bigger than Tech Precision, has been tech, bigger than Tech Precision at times. But Tech Precision, because of STADCO's um, some financial difficulties that they ran into on their balance sheet and capital structure, they were able to buy the company out for just 25% of their market cap, despite the fact that the company may be worth more than their entire market cap, right? So if we break these two units down, um, submarine production in the US is increasing dramatically. And, and that looks like it's gonna be going from about two to four uh, units annually, submarines. And for, um, for Raynor, tech precision, that could represent 30 to 45 million in annual revenue. And that's just for submarines. They do other things, but that's the, the big thing for them. Um, you know, Raynor has also traditionally been a supplier to Mevion, which is a provider of proton beam machines. Um, proton beam is seen uh, increasingly as a more effective means of treating cancer. And um, several years ago, TPCS was awarded a $23 million per year contract. That's more than their annual revenue um, on this one contract to be the exclusive manufacturer of Mebion's S250 proton therapy systems. Now, unfortunately, delays derailed that part of the story, right? But don't look now, but proton therapy has suddenly gotten hot, all right? And if TPCS is still a supplier on those deals, and I believe they are, based on what I've gotten from, the, from my contacts out in the field, investors might have to add another 10 million or so to the annual revenue forecast. So if you add it all up, uh, I see the Raynor part of tech precision as being able to generate 40 to 55 million in annual revenue, okay? Now on the STADCO side, right? Um, you know, if we, if we describe STADCO, Alex Chen, the CEO of Tech Precision said it best. He said, STADCO is a key supplier of large flight critical components on high profile commercial and military aircraft programs, including military helicopters. All right. They've been a critical supplier to blue chip customers that include some of the largest OEMs and prime contractors in the defense and aerospace industries. All right. So that was that was his words. Now, of particular note, there's the CH-53 helicopter. All right. And it's already known out there that Stadco had received a 15 year, 30 million, um, $300 million contract. All right. Um, based on my contacts in the field. It's about 200 units at $1.5 million per unit starting in 2022, which of course is right around the corner. Now, if you, um, you know, checked out the last earnings call, actually the last two calls that uh, Tech Precision has had, uh, CEO Alex Chen, who is a very conservative individual, he's not one to volunteer um, information that he can't, and nor is he one to pump up the stock. Um, he's, he's telling us that they're going to be able to produce about 24 of these a year, 
which makes sense relative to the deal that we see. But 24 at 1.5 million per unit, that's $36 million just from that one program alone. Okay. So I won't get into all the other details. Um, I've got a report online at markbohmstocks.wordpress.com that you can get all the details on. But if you add up all the other programs that I discussed in that report, I can see Stadco growing to over 50 million in revenue, being bigger than the Raynor division. So if you add it all up, you've got a company that looks like they're heading towards over 100 million in annual revenue over the next several years, which makes sense, right? We hearken back to what I said earlier about that 13 million new orders that just rolled in. That's a $70 million run rate. That is right in line with the growth that is that I've seen coming um, for this company. All right. Let's see if I can do uh, a quick, quick overview on this. United States military has got some key programs included okay. in this is upgrading both the attack and the boomer fleets on the submarines. They've got this heavy lift Chinook helicopter, which the Marine Corps and the army, uh, very important. I, I'm, I'm sure there's a Navy version as well. And then on top of it, you hadn't mentioned it, but they, there's a big order for F-15Es coming out. Yep. Um, and the industrial base of the United States is not what it was in the 1980s. The military has got a very hard time finding qualified contractors to do this work. Um, Stadco and Raynor have been doing this kind of work for years and years. Small little companies, neither of them really should, you know, on their own be public, but it's possible, you know, that uh, this, this is the moment in the sun for these two businesses. Now, Raynor was able to turn itself around after the GTAP fiasco about 10 years ago. And it was able to pick up Stadco because Stadco apparently got itself in a little bit of trouble with some badly priced contracts and maybe some inferior performance. There is, you know, the way I heard it from Alex on the call, there's, there's on a relative basis, nearly limitless amount of work that these guys can do. In other words, they can't ramp fast enough to accept all of the business or all of the work that they could get relating to these key programs. What is critical here is that we have confidence that this company can effectively go from about a $16 million run rate last year to a $100 million run rate in 22 or 23. What gives you the confidence that this company is going to be able to do this and avoid the pitfalls that uh, both sides of the business have seen in the recent past. Yeah, and just to be clear, I don't see them going to 100 million this coming year, but with those orders that we see rolling in, here's the, here's the easy math. For every extra 10 million in revenue that they generate, you can count on about 10 cents of EPS dropping to the bottom line. Now the company's right around profitability right now, so if you look at that 13 million in orders, that just rolled in, that can translate into 13 cents of EPS. Now this is a $2 stock and this is just the beginning, this you know, 13 million in order, we obviously see things rolling up to the point where they can get towards 100 million in revenue. So if the 15 million they have now goes to 35 million, that's 20 cents of EPS. That 35 in revenue goes to 55, that's 40 cents of EPS. And you can start to see what that might mean for the stock because if you look there, you know, one of their closest comps in the marketplace, you know, they, um, they garner a 20 X PE. I'm not talking about the giants. I'm talking about, you know, some of their smaller uh, competitors. The thing about so, that kind uh, of growth though, is this isn't a software company. They, they, they actually have to move metal around. 
So yeah. could you could you could you just speak to your confidence and their ability to ramp? Sure. And and listen, you know, um, their ability to ramp is based on the fact that they already have equipment in place. They've got capacity, equipment. You know, they they've done more revenue in the past, both sides of the business, right? So and that equipment is still in place. It doesn't get old fast. Uh, although they have depreciated it greatly on the on the balance sheet, right? So once those machines get depreciated to, to zero, um, they're producing revenue at a much greater gross profit, uh, which isn't great, by the way. You know, the gross profits you can expect here to be like in the third range. Um, so while it sounds great that 10 million generates 10 cents of EPS, it really is off of a smaller gross margin number. Um, what's great about it, though, is that that 30% gross margin basically flows straight to the bottom line. They don't need salespeople. They don't need marketing. They don't need really much in the way of SGNA. In fact, I would expect SGNA to drop all things being equal because now that they own Stadco, that you can you know reduce duplicative um, functions within those organizations. So you've got you know a company that has turned itself around, as you said, um, has acquired a company that had those bad contracts, as you said, and those contracts are expiring now. They had a, a bad balance sheet, which was providing hesitation for customers to give them orders. But now they are under the wing of a company that customers really trust because of CEO Alex Chen and his uh, conservative nature uh, to not get themselves in trouble. The, uh, Tech Precision has a line of credit out there. So they're in good financial standing. They took on a company that wasn't in good financial standing. And now that company is getting you know, the confidence of customers to get these orders. Well, that's fantastic, Mark. It's already an extended uh, 10 minutes, but I think we'll call it here. Uh, we are Breakout Investors. This podcast is meant as an easy on-ramp to understanding today's company and the research and collaboration we do. Please join us for discussion on Tech Precision and for other small and microcap names with catalysts on our discussion platform at app.breakoutinvestors.com, or you can download the Apple or Android app by visiting uh, the respective stores. The Breakout 10 Minute, the Breakout Investor 10 Minute podcast is syndicated and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, listen, and give us a five-star review. Some or all the speakers may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. The views in this podcast expressed are those of the speakers, not breakout investors. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. Neither breakout investors nor any of its affiliates makes any representation or warranty expressed or implied as to the accuracy or completeness of the statements or any information presented by this podcast and any liability, including in respect of direct, indirect, or consequential loss or damage, therefore is expressly disclaimed. No one on this podcast is an investment advisor, known as providing investment advice. Before investing in any company's stock, you must do your own research. Thank you for listening.